The following program comes to you from the MNL Studios. Welcome in to the Mark and Linda podcast. Happy Friday, Skeeter. How are we doing? Ooh, yes, Friday the 13th. Comments with Skeeter. On this day in history, not bad. Uh, five. Oh, fuck. Shit. Five. What year is it? The top ten happiest states and why. Hmm. We have for you the best of the car wash news. I'll explain. Uh, This may be uh, for conversation. The worst television shows of all time cool. and i probably loved every one of them cool stories quick hits today we take a look at the trogs never heard of them and we speak with president trump Uh, With it being Friday the 13th, rare facts about Friday the 13th. What is the number one stress about going out to eat? The most and least valuable college majors. What beverage do you drink the most? Why are fewer people getting married and you may be surprised? And which car gets the most hits on dating sites? Sweetheart, there's no way in hell we're going to get to all that today. Uh, I know it. We are busy. There is a lot. There's no question. She's correct. So um, it is Friday morning, uh, East Coast, 11, uh, on Friday the 13th of September. And this just kind of broke. And so I'll go into it. Eddie Money passed away. And uh, it, it quite literally was minutes ago. Linda came out and told me, but I had already heard Mikey, Mike Sherry, uh, reached out and let me know. Mikey's brother, for some reason, has his pulse, uh, his thumb on the pulse of everything. Yeah. So it seems like Mikey knows it. He didn't. His brother (laughs) told him. So anyway, Eddie Money, I met on many, many occasions through the Mark and Brian program. And he was a great guy. I never on him saw him in a bad mood or throwing a diva fit or having any drama. He was always, well, I mean, you got to look when he, uh, before he became Eddie Money, the recording star, he was a cop in New York, just like his dad. And he always kind of carried that with him. The one thing about Eddie, and it never bothered me, uh, but you know that personal space thing? Yeah. When you're speaking to somebody, there's this natural space between you as you speak. Eddie did not know about that. He didn't attend class on that day. He would get right in your face, like right, like inches away. That's probably from being a police officer. Maybe, maybe. And it, you know, it's not like he stunk or had bad breath. He didn't. He was just kind of right here when he would talk to you. But uh, we had him on the show many times, introduced him many times for various shows. And uh, not to say that we were close, but good dude. Good dude, always pleasant, funny on the radio, just a great dude. So real quickly, just threw this together. Let us remember Mr. Money musically. (laughs) 
Uh, Linda, you mentioned esophageal cancer. Yes. I, I just feel so sorry for his family. I know that they're very sad. Yeah. Yeah. No question. And uh, and this I didn't know of the many times we had him on. Apparently, Doris Day tried to sue him because of the song K Sarah Sarah. And Eddie talks about it. K Sarah Sarah. Whatever will be, will be. The future is ours to see. Baby, hold on to me. And then, uh, you know, she had this uh, lawyer show up at my doorstep. And she tried to sue me for K Sarah Sarah. So, baby, hold on to me. friend thoroughly enjoyed meeting you and knowing you and um i will tell you this uh i saw him uh two or three times i think he did a mark and brian christmas show and then as i said we introduced him on several occasions he would always open his live shows with this with two tickets to paradise he would walk out while the band was playing this and in between the lyrics of the opening of the song he would greet the audience i'll do exactly what he would do Good evening, now. He would fit it in right there every time. It was just scripted. It was just part of it. But like I say, I'll remember, you know, having done what 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 I did, and 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 many uh, like me. Um, you know, we run into all kinds of people. A lot, lot of celebrities. A lot of drama. A lot of shit going on. With this guy, it was always up, always positive, looking to have a good time, looking to enjoy. Never an issue. Never a problem. And we always knew. I mean, I, I remember we did. God, it was a, a Halloween show in Orange County, and we needed an act. We called Eddie. It was Halloween. We called Eddie. He he says, of course. What time? And he came and he dressed up like Austin Powers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, we didn't ask him to dress up. And he did. Yeah. Dressed up like a... So, rest in peace, my friend. You will be missed. Yes. And thank you for all the great music. Yes. Skeeter, how are you? I'm good. I'm recovering from our week. Last week, we uh, we had Sam and Paige. Yes. Last weekend. It was great seeing them. Well, we had a lot of fun. You know thing of it is you know you have people and they come in first of all sam and page i like them well enough but they're disrespectful <laughs> they're not they come in a lot of attitude a lot of drama nothing whatsoever going on with those two <laughs> no honestly you know uh, they were only sam was coming to cover the the panthers rams game and so it was a quick friday night and then they were out saturday morning 
so we had to kind of pack in a lot of stuff uh, uh, throughout their visit, but it was great to see them both. A lot of catching up, a lot of hanging out, watch the sunset. And I can, you know, like Linda had an agenda. She had things she wanted to get done because we had the one night. And so we took them down to the pier and we sat and I watched them both just settle into their chair. They were loving watching the sunset. Sitting on that pier. Yeah, Paige even had one leg thrown up over her chair. I mean, they were relaxed. Sam even asked us at one point, do you guys do this every night? We said, yeah. Yeah, but we haven't been out there since then. And it's true. And, uh, and so then we had to get them back in the house. We had to make them get up to come back in to do whatever was next on the agenda. Uh, and then, of course, we ended it. Linda took them to the paint room. Yes. So we could all get a giggle on Mark's painting. And what was really funny was someone commented, oh, my God, they're blitzed. Mark and Sam had not had anything to drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. And shenanigans ensued. Oh, it was a good time. It was. And then we've spent the rest of the uh, week losing football games. Boy, boy, Jesus. Thank God for my Auburn Tigers. We're 2-0. and Panthers, 0-2. Um, last night was odd. Normally, Linda and I, you know, we're, I head up about 9.20, 9.30, uh, 10.15, lights out, going to sleep. I didn't go up there until 11.30, 11.45. Because uh, I was hoping that the Panthers would find a way to uh, get back into the game with the Buccaneers. We're now 0-2 at home. Opening, two opening games at home, 0-2. Couldn't find a way. We look awful. Um, and so now, you, you, you know, know. everybody's saying that Cam's shoulder is good and he's not hurt. I feel like he is hurt. And I feel like he's also wearing these orthopedic shoes because of his uh, foot injury. Mm -hmm. And I think that's messing with him. It's just very discouraging. Well, I mean, look, uh, I watched Cam uh, when he was at Auburn. I'd never heard his name. Realized by game three, I got a phenom. And I watched him alone by himself beat uh, every team they played. And then he went into the NFL. And I had questions. Can this transfer to the NFL? Well, obviously it did. He broke every record as a rookie. Went on to take the Panthers to the Super Bowl. Lost it. And he hasn't been himself since. But but quite literally right now, this year, he is not what he was. Something's wrong. I don't know if it's the shoulder. I don't know if it's the foot. I don't know if it's confidence. I don't know if it's stress, but something's not right. He's not himself. He needs to stop all of his shenanigans and play some ball. Well, I hate to say this, but I think, I really do think that we need to sit him down. Mm. Let the backup play. But we don't have a good backup. That's the problem. Look, the passes that Cam missed last night and last week with the Rams, the backup can hit. So sit him down. Uh, let him sit with that for a minute. If it's physical, he can rest. If it's in his head, sitting him down, sitting down the great Superman will wake him up. Mm. I don't know what it is, but he's got to get back to what he used to do. I don't want to get into it. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty devastated. Of course, my phone was blowing up. Sorry, man. Well, in case anybody's interested, last week I lost the pool. Mark and I, we bet a dollar. Pick, make our picks every week and I lost going into the Monday night games was it double header 
I was ahead by one. And both the teams that I picked lost. And I picked them to win. So when we went to bed, the only way that I could win is if both my picks won on Monday night. They both did. Linda, it was 6 a.m. on Tuesday morning. Linda jumped out of bed. Got to go see who won those games. <laughs> well, we, we knew who won the Houston game because we watched every minute of that. That was a great game. That is going to wind up being, by the end of the year, as one of the greatest games of the year. It was that good. We were laying in bed. We're supposed to be going to sleep. We're laying in bed watching this thing, and they scored that last-minute touchdown. If I were a cat, I would have been stuck to the ceiling and then watching the Saints drive down the field and then use that last time out to kick the field goal and win the game. It doesn't get better. Yeah, so when we went to bed, we were tied, and then it was the Raider and Denver game. <laughs> Shut up. I'm just saying, I picked the winner. You Shit. picked the loser. I, I did. I, I picked Denver. All you had to do was win one of those games. I know. Oh, yes. I must have spit on it. Uh, yeah, so you didn't. Yeah. So, I did. So listen, to, it is Friday the 13th. And I want everyone to know that tonight mm. is the harvest full moon on a Friday the 13th. This is not going to happen again until 2049. Wow. We are not going to fucking see it because we have fucking storms coming in. <laughs> so pissed off. Come a little bit closer. Hear what I Just like children sleeping, we could dream this night away. I mean, we haven't had storms in what, four weeks? We get one last night in the middle of that damn football game, and now it's going to be all night long tonight. Why couldn't have just waited till Saturday? I don't know. This is a moment you're going to regret. <laughs> this is Neil Young's Harvest Moon. Oh! <laughs> because I'm still in love with you. I want to see you dance again. Because I'm still in love with you. On this Harvest Moon. Ah, there it is. Yeah. I knew you were going to fuck it up and you did. Well, it is Friday the 13th. We will take a look. And, and of course, you know, Friday the 13th, every year, every Friday the 13th, I uh, repeat the same fun facts. I did find some I had not quite heard, so we're going to share. It's supposed to be 13. I got rid of some of them because they were stupid. But I'll get to those at some point. A uh, couple of things. First of all, regrets. Do you have any? Anybody? Regrets? Yeah, regrets like of any kind. I have one. Oh, shit. We had, uh, during Mark and Brian, we had these two guys on. They were Japanese. 
and they were on the show because they had this new thing. And we said yes. I don't remember why, but we said yes. And so they came in and they're promoting this thing that they had created on the internet. And and I said, what is it? And they said, well, it is a system that we created by which you can navigate the internet. <laughs> and I said, and, and the reason they were on is because it was gonna go public at nine that morning. And I said, what's it called? And they said, we're calling it Google. Shit. If I had taken a hundred dollars <laughs> and bought stock, I wouldn't, I would be, uh, I don't know where the fuck, dead. I would have so much money, I would just die. You know, cause you can choke on money. But for some, Google's in trouble for something, somebody's suing and when you get so big, you're gonna get sued and they are and I don't know where it's gonna go. Uh, if you want some fun, and I say this for Linda, cause Linda, every single day, she's telling me something else that this girl has done on her social media page. But I'm always entertained. I don't get to see it all. I only hear what she tells me. But if you want to enjoy, if you're in social media, and Linda will take it after this, you need to follow Chrissy Teigen. Oh, she's hysterical. I mean, just so funny. And she takes no shit. From anybody. From anybody, including the president. I loved, uh, uh, John Legend is her husband. And she's a great cook. Does she have a show? A cooking show? She does show? not have a show, but she has many cookbooks and she's always cooking on her IG stories and she's very funny. Well, John had just been cast as Jesus Christ in Jesus Christ Superstar and she was on her social media and she was bopping around the kitchen and she was on and she said, I'm cooking for Jesus. <laughs> So she's really funny. She's not, now a lot of times Linda will stop following somebody because all they do is promote and that bores her so she gets rid of them. Right. Chrissy doesn't do that. No. She's just funny. No. And what about this party, this Magic Johnson, this crazy everybody went, was Chrissy there? Uh, no, that was Holly Robinson Pete. I Holy follow her crap. Too. Yeah. I mean, they did everything. They had yachts and, yeah. you know, Elton John performed. I don't know what yeah, it was. Elton John did not perform, but it was like Earth, Wind, and Fire. And oh. it was just, uh, it was a party. I'm telling you right now. Well, we can only look and watch and dream, but when you have unlimited amounts of money, let me tell you this. If you're ever having a party that you have thrown and Earth, Wind, and Fire are performing at your party, you're rich. <laughs> You, you're, you're, well, where was it? It was in uh, Saint Tropez. Is that how you pronounce Saint Tropez? That? Yeah, yeah. Wow, and there were like 50, 50 oh, people. Oh yeah, there were a lot of people there. I didn't get invited. A lot of people there. All right, quick story. So, um, uh, I I like aftershave, and the reason that I like it. I'm getting to where I don't like the aftershave. I I like it because after I shave, I like it to burn. The first time my father showed me how to shave. And this is the cheapest man that walked the earth. Not kidding, I would say I'm going to the movie, he'd give me a quarter and I'm thinking, how do you, in, in what part of your brain do you think I can get into the movie with 25 cents? So this guy was too cheap to buy aftershave. So he showed me how to shave and this was back in the day when you would uh, twist the bottom of the razor and it would open up on the top and you would take the razor, this is a great idea. You would take the razor blade out with your fingers 
and throw it in the trash and put a new one sharp nothing to prevent you from cutting off your arm and you would put it in there and then turn it so i shaved and get this luther had me for aftershave use rubbing alcohol oh my god because he's not going to spend the dollar that it takes to get aftershave when he could just use rubbing alcohol so i did but i got to where i liked the burn but why would you do that well the purpose of it it, because when you shave it opens your pores Mm -hmm. and the purpose of aftershave it used to be witch hazel but it's to close your pores so you put on alcohol oh right okay so i i've always liked it and so i wanted to get see i go to cvs pharmacy and all they sell are brute and aqua velva that's it so i go to amazon i order like 50 bottles of stuff and one of them uh the first time i tried it linda goes jesus what is that which tells me it's too strong and it's davidoff cool water so she reacted strongly i do not want to be that guy that gets on an elevator and everybody else gets off because you're so strong. And so the next time I thought, okay, I'm a tricker. I put a little dab, just a little dab, and I popped it on my face. Jesus, what is that? So here's how bad it was. So, okay, I gotta get rid of it. Uh, I turned on the hot water in the bathroom, uh, in my sink, and I dumped the entire bottle of Davidoff cool water down the drain the bathroom smelled like it for two days (laughs) i mean why 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 didn't you just throw it away (laughs) i wanted to it had pissed me off i wanted to get rid of it and 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 i did so no more of that that's gone thank goodness yeah that that's that was not a nice smell whatsoever um whatsoever why did I? Oh, well, let me share this. Where is it? Oh, I have something that I want to share, too. Uh-huh. I just got it. Um, this was text to me, Mark. Mm-hmm. I need for you to listen to this. Okay. An anonymous M&L email. Dear Mark and Linda, I was listening to last week's show and heard listener Dave talk about Cody Decker's new show, Swings and Misses. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's amazing, and thank you so much for turning people like me onto it. But Dave went on to say that Cody's wife, Jen, carries the show. That's ridiculous. Cody is the star of that program and is clearly untouchable in the realm of radio. (laughs) Also, did you hear Cody is about to be inducted into a Hall of Fame? And Mark isn't? (laughs) Thus making Mark the only non-Hall of Famer to contribute to his own show. It's absolutely true. Uh, Cody texted us that he was going into the Jewish Hall of Fame. So this was last week. So in one week, my buddy Cody is going into the Jewish Hall of Fame. We are then visited by Sam Farmer, who was just inducted into the NFL Hall of Fame. All of my friends are in the fucking Hall of Fame (laughs) and I can't get arrested for it. Uh, The person goes on to say, boy, that is sad. Also, the Panthers suck. <laughs> like, really bad. The point is, Cody is great, and Mark sucks donkey balls. <laughs> All my love, Mark, doesn't deserve Linda. You know what, dude? No one laughed harder at that than Cody. Cody wrote it! Oh, Jesus. 
Oh, God. All right. Well, then, then that all makes sense. Yes. The other day after uh, the other day after um, the Rams had clearly beaten the Panthers, the game was ending. My phone rings. It's Cody. I pushed decline because I was not in the mood. Of course, I was sure that Cody was calling to give me shit, so I declined it. He leaves a message. You clearly <laughs> declined my call. Uh, and 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 so, but the reason he was calling, we had nice things to say about their show. He wanted to use the audio on the program, and I texted him back. I thought you were calling me to give me shit about your Rams, and he goes, "I only follow UCLA and the Raiders. I don't give a shit about the Rams." <laughs> and then he added, "And by the way, all sports is dead to me until the beginning of baseball season." All right, so that's typical ah, Cody. He's so funny. <laughs> All right, so real quickly before we call the president last night, when because there was a rain delay and we both had a chance to watch a little bit of the Democratic uh, debate, and we'll talk to the. He said he was going to watch it. The I have a a special line mm, okay. into the president. Right. Okay. You think I don't? Oh, no. I, oh, I'll I make you, I'll, I'll show you. Anyway. The RG and the phone. We're all waiting. So, um, Donnie Osmond had Donnie on the show months ago. Oh, he was, uh, he had sent me the birthday greeting, right? which was great. Right. And so I told him, I said, I tell you what, if you will promise, I'm talking to Donnie, if you will promise that you will do an entire show with me where I can interview you in depth, then Linda and I will come to Vegas because Donnie and Marie are retiring in November. We'll come to Vegas, visit, say hey, show support, do the whole thing. All right, so it's ending in November. So I go to all my websites where I buy ticket, nothing. Sold out. Everything gone. Last resort, I text no, I called and left a message on Donnie's phone saying, hey, we want to come. Here's the date. I need five tickets. Want to come show support? I promised I would. So, and I'm willing to pay, of course. So just give me the name of the per. I get this back from Donnie. Hey, Mark, I got your message about October 17th. I wish you had have called me sooner. I have one ticket for tomorrow night. And that's it. Every ticket I have been allotted has been taken. I couldn't even get enough tickets for my family on closing night. Well, Donnie, you've got 80 fucking 70. <laughs> Good. And that's your immediate family. And then he goes on to say, so sorry. And he ends it with, tell Linda I said hi, Donnie. And he spelled my name correctly. See, the guy that I had posters of growing up in my bedroom spelled my name correctly. You see, you make a big deal about that. His wife is Debbie, D-E-B-B-I-E. -E. Debbie, I right, got it. Right, but that's how you normally spell things, her name. Well... You have been buzzed about that forever. Yeah. And did you also forget 
that the guy you had on your poster in your bedroom, you cooked dinner for and he ate it in your dining room. Nope, haven't forgotten that either. Well, I just love Donny Osmond, which he's got a new album coming out. He's been in London. I, f- I follow him on Instagram also. Well, Donny, uh, we, we were really hope and nobody in our group nobody is more disappointed about this than bradley bradley was so looking for, bradley said i'll take that ticket i'll go yeah he was way pumped about going way pumped about being involved and we can't get if you can't get tickets for a donny osmond show from donny osmond then you know how hot it is and you know what uh i will say this it is a tr- it is a fantastic show it is funny Obviously, Marie sings all her hits. Donnie sings all his hits. They sing a bunch together. But it's the comedy between a brother and a sister in them taking shots at each other. It's hysterical. And so I will get a chance to sit down and talk with Donnie when he's going to release this album uh, and and spend some time with him. So sadly, we are not going to get to go. No. In fact, we're not even going to go to Vegas now. Nope. Donnie Osmond has pissed me off. <laughs> toward Vegas. You know what? Maybe it's our fault that we asked, you know, just three or four weeks before the show. We should have had it planned out a lot sooner and asked a lot sooner. Well, as he said, I wish you'd called me earlier. Well, Jesus Christ, I'm assuming you're going to have tickets. Okay. Uh, so, as I said last night, we, uh, we had a rain delay and it gave me a chance to flip the channel and to see a little bit of... Um, uh, the debate, the Democratic debate. And President Trump said he was going to watch. And so I have his private line, which were, I'm not sure why that's funny, but I have. Huh. Hang on. Let's try that again. I knew it. I, I, wonder, knew it. I wonder if President Trump thought that that was a wrong number. You might need to text him. White House West Wing, please hold for the president. All right, thank you. No, I got it now. <clears throat> Hello, good morning. Uh, good morning, Mr. President. It's Mark and Linda. And uh, uh, sorry to take your time. I know you're busy, but uh, I thought that we could maybe... Not a problem. Uh, now, the, de- the Democratic debate, did you have a chance to... You said you were going to watch. Did you have a chance to watch it? I... I did break my own rule, and I watched fake news ABC for about four minutes. Okay. But, you know, crazy Bernie and Joe Biden. Did you see them last night raising their hands? I did, yes, you know, I so did. the moderators? So, yeah, let me talk. Let me tell you. It looked like a couple of old guys hailing a waitress at a Perkins <laughs> restaurant. Very sad. It was sad. But, sir, I thought you might like to have a little, a little fun here. Play a word association game since the Democratic debate was last night. I'll say the name of one of the candidates, okay. and you tell me the first thing that comes to your mind, okay? Oh, this sounds like fun. Okay, let's do this. Um, Elizabeth Warren. Fake Indian broad. <laughs> uh, Julian Castro. Just like his uncle Fidel. <laughs> okay, I may mispronounce this. Amy Klobacher Booker. Klobuchar, right? Right. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Stay with Let's me, Eric. Amy Klobuchar, frumpy librarian chick. Uh, Beto O'Rourke. Beto, he loses. 
<laughs> Camilla Harris. Way sexier in a pantsuit than Crooked Hillary, I will tell you. Bernie Sanders. Hides corned beef in his sport coat. Cory Booker. Vin Diesel's stunt double. <laughs> Peter. Pete. <laughs> Come on, baby. You... Pete. Okay, I'm just going to say the way it's written. But a gig. Gay Beto O'Rourke. <laughs> Okay, that's a fucking name. Okay, and finally, Joe Biden. Grandpa rubs and sniffs. <laughs> Eric couldn't even make it. What a group. I can't pronounce any of the names. So now, uh, Mr. President, uh, we, noticed, yes. we noticed that you were following the weather last week, and uh, you had said that the hurricane was going to move into Alabama, and then the weather service itself came back and said, no, it's not. And then you came back on the air and you had a map where somebody had taken a Sharpie and drawn it to where it goes to Alabama. Uh, now, we've, we, right. we, we all know the outcome of that and we're not going to get into it. But now there's another tropical storm. Is Alabama in trouble with that one? Look, can I just say this, Mark? Have you seen Alabama? I know you're from there, but I, you've seen it. Yeah, I have. These these are people that choose to eat. Choose to eat at a Waffle House. Okay? <laughs> if you ask me, I mean, that right there deserves a state of emergency in itself. Okay? Now, also, the last time I was in Alabama at a campaign stop, I once saw a mother pig nursing a baby raccoon in the bread aisle of a Walmart. <laughs> True story. <laughs> True story. In Alabama. Right. In the state of, of, of Alabama. I was, I was right on the money with my prediction that Alabama had a 5 to 10% chance of being in the path of the hurricane. Okay? Were, were and I'm going to be right about the next prediction, too. Trump weather is way more accurate than Al Roker back, you know, when he was fat and good at his job. <laughs> I mean, seriously, who are you going to trust? Are you going to trust meteorologists or Trump, okay? Do you watch your local news? The weathermen, they're notoriously wrong with their reporting. It's true. It's fake weather. Yeah. Plus, I don't trust anyone that has that much energy before 8 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Those morning news shows. Very sad. Well, Mr. President, listen, we appreciate you weighing in on the weather and, of course, the uh, the debate last night. Thank you for taking the call. Well, you know, it's been a rough week. I got called a punk-ass bitch. You know that, right? <laughs> I heard about that, right. I, I did. Which, coincidentally, that's the same nickname I used for my less intelligent son, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so now, really, I think this Chrissy Teigen, she needs to apologize for being filthy-mouthed, okay? I'm waiting for that. Because well, it's really wrong. It's so It's such an awful, inappropriate thing to say. And you shouldn't be using that language if you're a celebrity. Unless you're on a bus trying to impress Billy Bush. In that case, <laughs> say whatever the hell you want. Now, I have to tell you, I have to tell you how this came about. I was sitting in the cigar shop and somebody had asked me, how's the show going? And I said, well, we're just doing it once a week and having fun. And he goes, do you miss the radio show? And, and I, I said, you know what? I don't, other than some of the moments. And it caused me to think of Eric and and we would do it two to three times a week and it was whatever the flavor of the day was it was trump or it was letterman or it was uh uh, uh whoever and i looked so forward to seven forty in the morning that was the moment we would do it so i called him 
I called Eric and we chatted a bit. We hadn't spoken in a while and we wound up kind of having fun and doing this. Eric, how are you, my friend? <laughs> I'm doing fantastic. Now, I'm doing tremendous, Mark. I, I, tremendous. I, I have to think <laughs> that with Trump <clears throat> being so involved in the news and you doing a, a, tr- a great Trump impression, you're staying very busy with morning radio. Extremely busy. It's it's actually insane. I I'm, I'm I thought I thought it was crazy when I started getting calls from other countries saying, "Can you do? Trump? Wow. <laughs> we have this video we're doing, and we'd love to have you do with President Trump." You know, and wow. it's like some guy in Finland asking me to do, and I'm like, "Is this comedy? This isn't lost on you. You totally get this. It's funny." Wow. So, but yeah, I got a couple stations in Australia. I had when he was over in England the last time he was in England with the Queen. I had a station in Bristol, Radio BBC Bristol, saying we'd love to have you do some liners for us. Would that be possible? <laughs> you know, like, yes, I'd love to do some liners. Wow! Now, yeah, you, you know, in my years of radio, I've worked with you know various people who does a voice here and a voice there, but I had never worked with a professional voice actor, and I was never more impressed than when. Bruce Jenner was transitioning and Eric had never done Caitlin. And so he took a tape of Caitlin speaking and he spent literally five hours with it. And the next morning he did it and just smoked it. And you have to admit it was pretty totes fierce what I pulled off in a short period of time. There's no question, Caitlin. There's just, there's no question. And I think it's, really strange and bizarre that as a grown man you support your family by sitting in your home doing this <laughs> and i haven't killed anybody with my car lately <laughs> yeah it's insane my kids are just like oh he's down there doing his it's like my little laboratory you now, know you what, know dad what is i hear yelling from the room down there What's the, oh i'm just on the radio <laughs> now you know, I told, and I, I do feel bad about this. When I first started doing Mark in the Morning and getting Eric and getting Andrew, the writer, I told both, I said, look, uh, we're kind of a baby show at this point. I can't pay you your rate card. I'll pay you what I can. And then when we're big, uh, then I'm going to pay you crazy money and it's all going to be great. And then, of course, I get fired mm-hmm. and they never got their due. And I wanted... <laughs> I wanted to help out Eric any way I can. This is a guy who does what he does. And uh, oh, by the way, is David Letterman there? Uh, hey, Mark, how, how you doing? <laughs> Just uh, slumming it like you are, uh, hanging out, out on the beach. So now, oh, and I, uh, you know, Paul's here. You want to say hello to Paul? Paul, good morning. Mark, how are you? It's great to be here. He's he's sleeping on my couch now. Did you did you know that? <laughs> so now Eric does this uh, to pay the rent and to support his family. Yep. And you yep, do yep. you do this for really any kind of level of uh, you do conventions and you do voice messages and what what primarily do you spend a lot of time doing with your voices? Well, aside from the radio, which is a lot of it, I do a lot of uh, people, if they're putting together some sort of video for, um, you know, like a web uh, material or corporate events are actually the thing that's kind of becoming more more of a thing. And I created a really cool template where now I don't look like Trump and I don't pretend to like even putting on a wig and it's just like, nah, that's not really my thing. 
So what we did was, for a couple of uh, events I've done, uh, I'm backstage live with a microphone, and then they have like a still shot of Trump like holding a phone in the Oval Office, and it mm-hmm. says live via, you know, mm-hmm. from, from Washington or, or Mar-a-Lago or wherever he is. And we do a little sketch, you know, like you'd be at the podium talking to the, the National Plumbers Association or whatever, <laughs> and, and I'm behind you. Uh, behind the scaffolding and the curtain doing this little interaction with you and it actually works out really well to just kind of break the ice and get the 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 crowd going so now eric we have a lot of fun let me ask i've i've done some convention things that are filled with general managers and their wives and that can be a tough audience have you had any rough nights Yes. Sometimes you're like, oh, they kind of fell flat. And it's like, well, maybe it was just because everybody's, you know, because you have conventions where everybody's talking or there's stuff going on in the room and they're not all paying attention. So you could have that Mm. or you could have it where it's just like, ah, they didn't like that joke. So, okay, we'll take that out and replace it with something else. Or usually the best sounding board is my wife. I'll say, hey, is this funny to you? What if I said this? Oh, if this is is the room going to have more women in it or more? Oh yeah. Use, use that. You know, she's, she's a good uh, counselor for stuff like that. Well, the, the, the point is if you are looking for a professional voice actor, uh, the quality of Eric, whatever your needs may be, um, he is available. He has a website. Uh, he can do whatever you need done, whether it's over the phone, whether you physically want him there. It's kind of whatever yeah. the case is. So how do people reach can, out and find I you? Can, yeah, I can put like a 10 to 15 minute thing together if, if that's something you'd want to do with whoever your point man is at the podium or whoever's conducting the meeting or the workshop or the convention. Uh, you'd want to go to ericharthen.com. That's E-R-I-C-H-A-R-T as in Tom H e n dot com or you can call my uh, my toll-free numbers one eight four 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 voices i Hello? wonder where he was finished oh. right here eric sorry i oh, thought yeah, you yeah. still had more to go oh i'm sorry yeah one eight four 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 voices and now i'm looking at okay what does that spell one eight four 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 eight six four two three seven well, so, yeah, those are two ways to get a hold of me real quick. The email's on the website, too. And, yeah, whatever you want. If you if there's something you had, like, already had a script and you want me to just read it, you know, that's that's one rate. And then if it's like we want to create something and have you write it, that's another rate. But we can totally make something happen for whatever crowd. And, and I'm, all, I'm used to the sensibilities of the crowd. Like, if it's a more conservative crowd, we'll make it more about making fun of the the liberals if it's a more liberal crowd vice versa you know i i always make it about the jokes and is it funny and is the, the audience going to find it funny so well the, the we do that the, the thing i thought was important is that if you are in a position where you need a voice actor who can do an impression of whoever it's really kind of a hard thing to find most guys or women who do that they don't they, they don't advertise. It's not it's not something yeah. that's easy to find. So if you do find yourself in a position where you could use that or would enjoy that, Eric Harthen right. is available to you. That's ericharthen.com. And again, your toll-free line is? 1-844-4-VOICES. That's 
4237. Uh, and there's also a list of all, if you wanted to know what I do, there's a pretty elaborate list of my dialects, impressions, accents, characters, all on the homepage. At the bottom of the homepage, you can print out a list if you like. Well, Eric, <clears throat> what I said at the beginning of the phone call is true. I don't miss all the crap that goes along with doing a morning radio show, but I do miss moments like the few minutes that we would spend two or three times a week. I miss it, and I, I think of it fondly. No, it's it's something I really enjoy doing. Like, and, and, and the fact that it was so regular and so part of my routine, it really, it, when it stopped, it was like, oh, man, this is really a bummer. <laughs> but... um. But I have been doing. I've been learning some new voices lately. I don't know. If, I I don't know if anybody really does a Mitch McConnell, or there's a call for it. <laughs> but uh, I, he's kind of like present like like if Jimmy Stewart had a slight drawl and marbles in his mouth. That's how I describe Mitch McConnell. Because Mitch McConnell's like this. He's like a slight drawl. Uh, you know, you know, it's almost like Mary. Do you, do you know me? You know, but it's, you know, it's, Mary, would you blow me? Um, there, there is a little aspect to that. Yeah, that was that was something the people at my radio show they they loved when I did Dirty Jimmy Stewart at the holiday time. Now, so, now <laughs> uh, we'd have fun at the cocktail parties. Eric, just out of interest, and I know what the answer is going to be. Let's say that somebody calls you, and at yeah. the at the Christmas party. They want to send yeah. you a tape of the general manager's voice. Will you learn it and then do a sketch based like you were their boss? Oh, that would be hilarious. I, yeah, yeah. If, I mean, I would tell them right away, in all fairness, I would say, look, this, this, I don't know if I can really nail this, or I'll tell them early enough so they're not, like, searching at the last minute. You don't, You never want to say... You know, I'll, and I'll give them like a, a sample, like, "Hey, does this is this in the ballpark? Is this good enough?" Yeah. Okay. I, if it's good enough, then I'll start writing. But you, if you not, know, look, we'll no, knowing what I do in radio comedy, anytime you personalize the material, you have a much better yeah. chance of killing it. And I'm just telling you now, for you to learn the voice of the general manager and them play it at the <laughs> Christmas party, it's guaranteed yeah. to kill. There's no question. I do a bit on the radio for a rock station in New Mexico, which is a funny example, but I I sound like their regional manager or whatever they but but they it's not really sounding like him. I actually do putty from Seinfeld and that's their regional I go, Hey, what's going on guys? Yeah, I heard that last break. We gotta we gotta talk. You know? <laughs> that was a little pathetic. You know. Well, uh, Eric, I wish you the best. I cheer for you. We'll speak again soon. Love to the family, and thank you for jumping on the phone with us. Oh, gr so great to hear from you, and I love I love listening to you and uh, Skeeter on the podcast, too. So. <laughs> you the guys are great. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, the best to you, my friend. You too. Bye. Peace and love. Bye. Bye. All right. So we are going to get to some of this. Let me let me see what we have to get to. We have to do the comments. I know we haven't even done that. Okay, well, okay, I do want to do this. So Amy reached out and she and Bradley had gone to Disneyland on 9/11. That's they were there and Amy said we went to 
their commemorative remembrance of 9-11 at Disneyland, and she was very moved by it. Uh, and we get this from Cecilia Mayer, Cece. Cece. Uh, she says, hi, Thompsons. Amy's Instagram story about attending Disneyland at 9-11 reminded me, and maybe you already know this, but did you know the story about Disneyland's flags? It says, from all the knowing internet, Main Street USA may be the most all-American destinations you can visit, but look really closely at the American flags throughout the Disney parks. They're all missing a stripe or a star. So they're not really American flags. Is that a mistake? It isn't. Because each flag is fake, Disney doesn't have to follow American flag regulations such as flying flags at half-mast during certain situations or shining lights on them during the night. There is one real flag at the front of Main Street at both Disneyland and Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom and the parks hold a flag retreat daily. Super interesting is it fall yet. So I, I didn't know that. Nor did I. Yeah. I thought that was really good. Yeah. All right, well, let's do well, She is a teacher, so look at her learning us. Look, Bullwinkle, a message in a bottle. Fan mail from some flounder? No, this is what I really call a message. And now, with about 40 minutes left in the show, let's check comments with Skeeter. All right. Uh, Before I start, I just want to tell everyone who has made suggestions for cool stories Mm -hmm. that the RG is working on them. She gave me one yesterday. I gave two. I got up, I came in, found both, boom, printed, good to go, bitch. Yes. All right. Jim B. says, love the cool stories short last week. A fun fact about Mike Post, who did all the TV themes. My sister was his assistant for 15 years or so, and I got to hang out there a lot. I met many famous people and and snuck phone numbers out of her Rolodex. Wow. (laughs) Once I called Pee Wee Herman at home, but I hung up. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) That was before caller ID, I guess. I guess. (laughs) Well, I guess, if he's getting out of a Rolodex. Uh, Eddie from uh, New Mexico says, if I may, going back to the list of best burgers, if you two happen to cruise through New Mexico, I highly recommend you check out Blake's Lotta Burger. I love that name, Lotta Burger. Wow. They serve great burgers, especially with green chili on top. Wow. I know it's not on some national list of best burgers. It should be. You know, speaking of that, and I'm sure I've shared this, but I want to say it again because it shocked me. There is this place where when we're in California, I go to get cigars. And right next to that cigar place is a restaurant. And it says, the sign says, every day people tell us these are the best burgers in L.A. So I'm getting in my car after buying cigars and there's a couple sitting in their car in the back of this burger place and they're eating the burger. So I go over to the car, Linda hates when I do this, Mm -hmm. and I said, so excuse me, the sign says every day people tell us these are the best burgers in LA. Is it? And the guy was in the middle of eating it and he goes, they're pretty good, here. And he, he reaches his burger out. Take a bite. <laughs> Who now? I didn't. Obviously, I'm not. I didn't. But I mean, how trusting of him. It was a nice guy. Beautiful, both good-looking guy. Beautiful girl. He was going to let me take a bite of his burger, and I said no. So I still. You know what? 
Next time we go, I'm going to have that burger and I'll let you know. <laughs> My question is, do we have to talk to everyone? Yes. Tall Kathleen says, when you spoke of Elton John performing Candle in the Wind at Princess Diana's funeral, there was something that really stood out for me. He sang the song, but didn't sing the song exactly as he had written it. He changed the title and lyrics to Goodbye, England's Rose. So I asked Mark to get that for us. Goodbye, England's Rose. May you ever grow in our hearts. You are the grace that placed yourselves where lives were torn apart. Called out to our country And you whispered to those in pain Now you belong to heaven And the stars spell out your name And it seems to me You lived your life like a candle in the wind Never fading with the sunset when the rain set in And your footsteps will always fall here Along England's greenest hills Your candles burned out long before Your legend ever will So obviously they were very, very close and I, I, I'm always enamored by how good Elton John's voice sounds. And he was sad when he was singing that. Yeah, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have made it. We've lost those empty days without your smile. This torch will always carry for our nation's golden child. Even though we try, the truth brings us to tears. All our words cannot express. The joy you brought us through the years And it seems to me You've lived your life like a candle Well, that's just beautiful. It is absolutely stunning. To be honest, I've, I, I think I might have heard it back in the day. I did not, haven't heard that in a while. It's absolutely breathtaking. Yeah, it is. All right, continuing with comments. <clears throat> James from Portland, Oregon. Can you tell me how was your stay in Vegas at the Ari Casino? Me and my wife are thinking of staying there next September. Did we stay there? Yeah, that's uh, when we went to. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was okay. Yeah, it, it, yeah. I mean, it was fine. Um, you, there, there wasn't anything bad about it. It was fine. Um, I there, there's no decorations in the room. I mean, none. You know, I, I, I um, maybe the hotel is dated. God, it's been forever since we've really gone and enjoyed. But uh, the Bellagio, it's hard to. Yeah, but some people can't afford the Bellagio. Okay, well, the Mirage, it's a little older now. But the kid, we when when our kids were little and we would go to Vegas, uh, the Mirage was where we would always stay. Um, and they're owned by the same company or were MGM. Uh, that's solid. Um, yeah, but I don't, you know, none of us, everybody went. None of us were really impressed with it. So you might want to look into another well, The Aria. I mean, yeah. it's pretty to walk through it. The rooms were, it was fine. It was fine, as I remember. Yeah. All right, Lorna says, 
Hearing your tribute to Jimmy Johnson reminded me that I haven't thanked you yet for introducing me to the Muscle Shoals documentary. Mm. It is amazing. It is. Watched it four times and about to watch it for the fifth. It is. It is great. If y'all haven't seen that, y'all need to do it. And what is the documentary Dave Grohl did? What was that on? Was that on The Wrecking Crew? No. It was another one. But that was great, too. He made a documentary. Dave Grohl, by the way, is the real deal. He walks lives breathes music uh so if you if you want to look for a good documentary check his out can't remember what it was yeah uh oh believe me they'll let us know uh lynn from see me says mark 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 excuse me hold on i am not a fan of horror movies especially ones with clowns (laughs) i have not seen it but because of you i can quote that scene between georgie and pennywise Mm. My co-worker suggested I see the trailer, which I did. Hell no. Mm. Not watching that movie. But thank you for ingraining that scene into my brain. Thanks a lot. So come on, Lynn, do it with me. Let's do, let's do it with me. How, how, um, how's it start off? Um, hello, Georgie. <laughs> you want your boat? I mean, I know it too. Take it. Um, and I, uh, I went. Oh yeah, talk about it. I, I went yesterday to see it, chapter two, uh, because the first one is one of my. I'll go ahead and say top twenty-five horror films. It's in that list because it was great. I mean, great. Um, the uh, chapter two is not. I liked it fine. It's two hours and fifty something minutes. It's so long that I had to go at 11.40 in the morning so I could be home in time for dinner. And I'm, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. And one of the things that they missed in the sequel, and by the way, you all know, this many times happens in sequels. They've got a big hit, and then the sequel is kind of whatever. And that's what this was. Um, and my biggest, pro- and I'll go to the positives because there are many. Uh, my biggest problem was the script. You've heard the uh, the saying, too many cooks in the kitchen. It looked to me like every executive at the studio that made this film had to get their two cents in so they could say, yeah, I was a part of that. And um, the, the movie with this too, first of all, they could have taken an hour out of it and it, and it would have been better. Um, they would go into these stupid parts where I, I'm watching because there was a lot of CG. They spent 20 million on this one scene that doesn't even need to be in the movie. And that was not the case in the first one. The star of it is Pennywise. And whenever Pennywise was on the screen in the first one, it was gold. Uh, kind of like Beetlejuice. The movie was whatever, but whenever Beetlejuice was on the screen, it was great. The second one, they missed all that. However, the positives, the cast, just the best. The acting that went on in everybody's part. James, what's his name? Help me. James. Nader. No, that's Bill Hader. Oh, Bill Hader. (laughs) James McAvoy. Oh, my God. Guys, I know that he's done a lot of other stuff. I've never seen him. I mean, I've seen his picture, but I've never seen him work. Whoa, did he bring it. I'm going to now have to go back. You know, I don't like M. Night Shyamalan because he pissed me off with crap. He made a movie called Split 
that stars James McAvoy. I have to go see it now because of what I saw in this. Uh, Justine uh, Chastain, whatever it is, the whole cast was great. They didn't mail this in, but the surprise, Bill Hader. This, This one guy carried all the humor throughout the entire film and then had a moment at the end. He just nailed it, impressed me. You watch, this guy's gonna have a dramatic career, Bill Hader. Well, he does already on the Barry show. Yeah, so uh, Rotten Tomatoes, they said 60%. I would go lower than that. I would even move into the 40s. They tried and they spent a bunch of money, but I just it was just so, so, I'll never see it again. Whereas this, the first one, I'll see multiple times. So there, my two cents. Gabriel says, okay, RG, the paint fumes are definitely affecting you. Jimmy Johnson didn't play guitar on Brown Sugar. He engineered the recordings. Did I say he played guitar on Brown Sugar? You must have. I didn't. Oh, you just played the song. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. were playing songs that he had something to do with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Take that, Gabriel. Suck it, ass hat. <laughs> Ronald Scott says, Mark, I'm almost positive that Dr. Clown would have been a reoccurring visitor or contributor to the Mark and Brian show. <laughs> no. It almost seems like a sketch you guys would have set up. No, it, it does, but it isn't. <laughs> uh, boy. I, I still can't. But, I mean... Thinking about that and telling people, I was telling Katie about it yesterday. It it, it was like something out of a sitcom. It, well, no, it, it's it was. It's like you can't write that shit. Right, you can't, and we lived it. Yeah. Uh, Scott Reeves says, the next time Mark goes to Dr. Clown, he should go armed with jokes and start doing his nasty the clown bit to beat the doctor <laughs> to the punch. I'm big on bidding people to the punch. Whenever I see a person in the distance panhandling money, when they come up to me, I ask them for spare change before they can ask me. Well, I got to tell you, the first thing I'd say to him, Dr. Clown, when he was doing his stand-up, is you have to be loud enough so the audience can hear the punchline. I couldn't hear him. He was standing right next to me, and I couldn't hear him. Talk louder! So do me a favor. Do your nasty laugh, and uh, let me hear the clown horn. <laughs> That's not the clown horn. Clown horn? Uh-uh. Linda, I don't have that right here. <laughs> what? Hang on. You got two big old... <laughs> you got two big old... <laughs> What clown horn? Never mind. Uh, okay, and then I'm going to end because this was just nice. Mm. Gilbert from SoCal says, Thanks for all the great entertainment. I've been a listener since day one of M&B. I would be late for work just to hear a little bit more of your show. Mm. Thank you, Gilbert. That's nice. That's all he said? <laughs> yes. Wow, just a compliment? Yeah, no correction, no nothing. Well, very nice of you, dude. Thank you so very much. A little positivity in the world. History. 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 That happened and we all let it happen. Well, wherever you were, remember back, it was on this day, 1981. Styx releases the single Too Much Time on My Hands. Stick singer, guitarist Tommy Shaw doesn't have a lot of songs on Paradise Theater, which is the album. It's a concept album with a storyline mostly outlined by Dennis DeYoung. Shaw 
explains how his only top 10 pop hit for Sticks, Too Much Time on My Hands, came to him while he was driving to the final writing session for the album. I was getting close to there. I'm thinking, I got to come up with some ideas. I got to have something to represent me on this record. And a few miles from there, I started hearing... So I heard that. That was no big deal. So I'm thinking of the chords, how the chords go. And I've got the first verse. And I got in there, and as soon as I could, I tried this on guitar. When I tell you, go down to the sea. Within minutes, we were well into that song. to drum with this oh he could this is he he would nail this uh <coughs> excuse me uh so tommy shaw uh linda and i first city we lived in after we got married was montgomery alabama which is tommy shaw's hometown i was number one had a, oh some hello let me see who it is hello don't answer that oh charity pickup mm. they want something from you mm-hmm Shirt off your back. Mm-hmm. Give it to him. Literally. Uh, so, Tommy, I had the number one show, and Tommy was in town and going to be on the program. He listened coming over and was very entertained by the crap he heard. He has liked me ever since. He, if, he, he does. I met him, and he just had really nice things to say about you. And I'm like, <laughs> what, what? Are you talking about my husband? Well, first of all, he's a really, really, really nice guy. He is. Uh, which Linda's response they reminded me whenever we're out oh, this is back in the day and a listener would come up and go oh Linda you're so lucky to live with Mark it must be just wonderful Linda yeah it's great uh, that's not what I would say <laughs> pretty much is I would just smile and go yeah it is I'm a single lady I'm a single lady 
was on this day, 2009, to this day. I still can't believe this tool did this. Kanye West, disappointed that single ladies didn't win, interrupts 19-year-old country singer Taylor Swift on stage as she accepts the MTV Video Music Award for Best Female Video. He snatches the microphone out of her hand and announces, quote, Yo, Taylor, I'm really happy for you. I'm going to let you finish. But Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time. Yeah, he was going through a rough patch. I, you know, I, it that it it honestly is unthinkable. Well, when are we going to let it go, though? I mean, he's already apologized. I've never heard of They've it. They've both gotten great lyrics I've for their songs I've, out of it. I've never seen it. I've never seen that in my life. Uh, Linda loved this. It was on this day back in 2007. The NFL fines. New England Patriots head coach Bill Belichick, $750,000 and a first-round draft pick for using video cameras oh my God. to steal opposing teams' signals. And you know what? There are a lot of coaches that are kind of that way that are still coaches. Another one is uh, the Saints coach. Sean Payton. Remember, he he put money out for people to hurt the quarterbacks. He, yeah, that was the alleged uh, uh, thing. Kill him, hurt him. Yeah, I pay you money, uh, hurt him. Come on. <laughs> it was on this day, 1959. NBC debuted its new Western series, Bonanza. The show ran for 14 seasons and continues to air in syndication. Oh, yeah, it does. The show also boasted one of the most recognizable television theme songs in history. Now, uh, some afternoons, I'm watching TV Land every day after Andy. They show a couple of bonanzas, then they go to Gunsmoke. Bonanza, there's some good ones, uh, but there were some episodes where they decided we're going to be funny and it's painful to watch. You cannot go wrong with Gunsmoke. I looked it up. You're so old. Gunsmoke is considered the greatest TV Western, TV Western of all time. Gunsmokes with Marshall Dillon are always solid. So if you got to choose Bonanza or Gunsmoke, go Gunsmoke. But you can, if you can to find me, that kind of sounds like choosing between the Adams family and the Munsters. <laughs> Munsters every time. Oh, of course. Adams family was silly to me. Munsters is flat out funny. <laughs> no, not silly at all. <laughs> it was on this day, 1983. Huey Lewis and the News released their album Sports. <laughs> Uh, it was on this date, 1971, James Taylor receives a gold record for... You just call up my name And you know where 
winter, spring, summer, or fall. Now all you got to do is call, and I'll be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got a friend. James Taylor always reminds me of Bradley. Now he he'll, loves he'll put on his James Taylor playlist and play pool. <laughs> um. Uh, I was caused to think of this uh, because of this song. Um, so, uh, you know, we, we had to say goodbye to our buddy Red, our friend. And um, uh, as, as we had talked about, the mourning process is long and arduous and different. Um, and I uh, grieved Red really, really hard. And I had gotten to a point even now where each day I look at pictures and videos and I talk to him. And... I knew that Linda was still struggling and I was avoiding. I wouldn't, like if she came outside while I was looking at pictures on my phone, I would put it away because I didn't want to remind her. And then we had a discussion this past week and she said that it would be good for her. Yeah, I mean, even though I may sit through it and cry and I still can't look at the pictures, we need to talk about it. And you know, we had him for 13 years. And he's only been gone for eight weeks. So, you know, I'm still gonna be sad. Winter, spring, summer, or fall. Yeah. All you got to do is call. <laughs> Even talking about looking at his pictures and make I'll me tear up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm entertained by this always. What year was it? Oh, fuck. On this day, the Beatles release arguably Paul McCartney's finest song that he ever wrote yesterday. What year? Wait, is this part of my... um? No. Oh. Okay, say this again. I was waiting on a clip. <laughs> it was on this day in what year the Beatles release the song yesterday? 19... 64 5 Yesterday All my troubles seem so far away Now it looks as though they're here to stay Oh, I believe in yesterday and it was on this day, 1976, the Doobie Brothers released the song, Taking It to the Streets. Uh, it was the first Doobie Brothers single that was sung by Michael McDonald. He tells us that his lyrics to it were inspired by a conversation he had had with his sister Maureen, who was a college student at the time. I always loved gospel music, and I more or less was writing some kind of a gospel musical phrase in my head. But the lyric idea really stemmed from a conversation I had with Maureen about the state of society in terms of inner city and all the hundreds of thousands of kids that grow up in that environment who have to somehow look at the world and glean some kind of a hopeful attitude from what they're exposed to and how impossible really that must be if you walk in their shoes and see the world that they see day in and day out.
that's a great song. Oh, it is. And you know, I want to say one more thing about Red. Um, uh, when we went to Dr. Clown last week, um, because <laughs> because I have this rash right under my nose and right under my bottom lip, and he told me what it was and he gave me a pamphlet. Well, I did not look it up, which I should have done immediately. Mm -hmm. So yesterday I decided I'm going to Google this shit because this topical cream he's given me isn't doing nothing for it. And it doesn't itch, it hurts. So I've got to get rid of it. Mm -hmm. So I Googled it and it was telling me, you know, 1% of people ever get this. It's mainly women. And then it tells you that it could be your makeup, your toothpaste, your moisturizer. Well, I haven't changed any of that in so many years. Mm -hmm. And then I got to the fourth one and it was stress. So I'm sitting there thinking, what happened six to eight months ago that could have stressed me weeks, out? Weeks, Months. Months. I've had this for six to eight months. Oh. Yeah. And it, it dawned on oh, me. Oh, oh, oh. It was red. Mm -hmm. That was when red had his vertigo. And then from then on, it was downhill until we said goodbye. And the week of, uh, of knowing that we were gonna say goodbye is when it broke out under my nose. Mm -hmm. It I, can do that. I immediately called the doctor <clears throat> and told him the topical wasn't working and that I need um, the antibiotic that is suggested and we're gonna pick that shit up today and I'm gonna start taking that. See, this is big. Linda's thing is something's wrong. She goes to the doctor. Doctor assesses, writes her a prescription for a pill. And she fills it and then doesn't take it. Well, but, th but this is big. I mean, even though this is going to give me a stomach ache and whatever, I got to get rid of this because it hurts. But anyway, I got to thinking last night, I have been a mess for a long time. Yes, you have. Yes, you have. It's getting better. But for six to eight weeks, months, I'm sorry, I have just been a freaking mess because it turned into our whole life was red. Well... I gotta tell you something. You know, I know it. You know, love and support and all that shit. I'm sick of it. I am fucking. Because <laughs> you're a real joy every day. I am sick of it. If it doesn't get better, I want you out. Get the fuck out. Stay in a hotel. Nothing too expensive though. <laughs> no, I really do. I got to start taking this antibiotic because not only can it affect around your nose and under your mouth, it can affect around your eyes. And the vagina. And that's when I decided to call the motherfucking doctor. Because I can't imagine having this on your vagina. But I think the stress is gone now. Now it's just sadness. So Linda's going to go fill this prescription. I'm going to take it immediately. <laughs> she's going to fill this prescription and she's going to bring it home. I'm not even going to read the side effects. I need you to stop talking. Because if I read the side effects, I, I won't take it. I need you to stop talking. Because here's how it happens. She's going to go get it filled and she'll pick it up. She'll bring it home. And then, and I can watch it happen. She picks up the prescription and it's got that thing stapled to the back of it with all the side effects. And she reads it. And then she's worried she'll get well, all that, of those. That's because I usually do. Here's now, after she's read the side effects the next morning when it's time for her to take her pill. Here's my impression of every morning for the next week. 
Linda, take it. <laughs> Just take it. You went to the doctor. He fit. Take it. And then I just give up and she throws them out. Yeah, you won't have to do that this time. All right. So I've had to shelve everything and we'll just get to what we, because we're... What the hell? Yeah. Well, Where did it all go? I don't know. But, let's see. All right, let's just blow through these. Wait a minute. Are we going to do what year is it? Yeah. Okay. Why don't we do three of them and save two? Okay. Is that good for you? <laughs> yeah, it's and great I, for me. And then I quick, and then I'll just do the best Friday the Thirteenth fun facts, and then we'll get out of here. Okay. And birthdays. And birthdays, of course. Put those there. You know, this is good. I save a lot of crap for next week that I won't be able to get to either. You didn't even get to what I. I mean, wait. What about your quick kit story? Next week. Oh, let's get the trogs out of the way. (laughs) Excuse me. Out of the way. I spent days on that. Fuck you. Not doing it. All right, here we go. Song from said year. Oh, my God. One of the year's top... Wait, can you at least tell me who that is? Don't bring me down. I don't know who that is. The Electric Light Orchestra. Oh, I'm sorry. I turned stupid right then and there. Oh, really? Yeah. It's one of my favorite groups. <laughs> All right, I'm good now. Hit movie from said year. Dustin Hoffman and Meryl Streep. I'm leaving you. Was this some kind of joke? Kramer versus Kramer. What law is it that says that a woman is a better parent simply by virtue of her sex? You know, I will say, I don't mean to interrupt, uh, but uh, periodically I'll look up a movie that I haven't seen in a while and watch it. Um, like I watched Network. You know, the highly touted network. I liked it. It's good, but it doesn't hold up. I, I watched Kramer versus Kramer six months ago. Oh, my God, does it hold up. The performance, the story, all of it, perfect. And now, headlines from said year. On January the 16th, the Shah accepted the inevitable and announced that he was leaving Iran for a holiday. But his former allies did not dare offer him a home. He became an international nomad looking for a refuge. The question is... What year is it? Okay, I'm just going to go with 1979. It is 1979. All right, two more. Song from said year. We got to install microwave ovens, custom kitchen deliveries. We got to move Movie from said year. What is this man's name? My name is Igor Stravinsky. Hi there, I'm uh, Harry S. Truman. I'm uh, Don Corleone. Chevy Chase as Fletch. My hero. Welcome to it. And ripped from the headlines. He was known as a godfather. He was murdered on the streets of Midtown Manhattan tonight. His name Paul Castellano, the alleged mafia strongman, killed by three men wearing trench coats and firing automatic weapons at close range. What year is it? 
1980. I want to say two or three, so I'm going to go with 1982. It is 1980. Five. Last one. Song from said year. Movie. Okay, wait, tell me who that is. Doobie Brothers. Oh. oh. Movie. You sure that was a hit? No. <laughs> Movie said year. Yes! I'll have what she's having. When Harry met Sally. Oh shit, we just talked about this too. We just had that, those questions and I know it said the year, fuck. Ripped from the headlines. From Tiananmen Square, the sound of gunfire sounded like a battle, but it was one-sided. A line of soldiers was sprung out facing a huge crowd. What year is it? 1978. Jesus. It is 1989. <laughs> now, as Linda said, this is a harvest moon. It is. Full harvest moon. You could see a little bit of it last night. Oh, it was gorgeous. It is Friday the 13th. A few facts about this day that you may not know. First up, the Bible helped inspire the phobia of Friday the 13th. Part of superstition surrounding Friday the 13th comes from the Christian Bible. During the Last Supper, there were 13 guests, Jesus and his 12 apostles, one of which Judas would eventually betray him. Since then, some have believed in a superstition regarding 13 guests at a dinner table. This slowly extended to be an overall feeling that the number itself was bad luck. Of course, when Jesus was crucified, it took place on Friday, leading some to view the day with an anxious eye. Taken separately, both the number 13 and Friday have since made their way into modern superstitions. Next, some point to the Knights Templar as the day's origin. Contrary to what the Da Vinci Code told you, the reason people fear Friday the 13th isn't because of the Knights of Templar. On the very unlucky Friday, October 13th, 1307, Philip IV of France had members of the Templar arrested, growing uneasy with their power and covetous of their riches. They were, there were trials, torture, and many of the knights were burned at the stake, eventually leading to the superstition of Friday the 13th as a cursed and evil day. Mm. A 1907 novel played a big part in creating the superstition. One popular thought, though, points to a 1907 book by a stockbroker named Thomas Lawson titled Friday the 13th. It tells the tale of a stockbroker who picks that particular day to manipulate the stock market and bring all of Wall Street down. 
The book sold fairly well at the time, moving 28,000 copies in the first week, and it must have struck a chord with early 20th century society, as it is said to have caused a real-life superstition among stockbrokers regarding trading and buying stocks on the 13th. While not the first to combine the dates, Lawson's book is credited with popularizing the notion that Friday the 13th is bad news. Stockbrokers apparently do have a reason to be nervous. Lawson's book was pure fiction, but the history of the stock market on Friday the 13th can be either profitable or absolutely terrifying, depending on the month. On most Friday the 13th, the stocks have actually risen 57% of the time compared to 52% on any other given date. However, if it is Friday the 13th in October, be warned. There's an average S&P drop of 0.5% on those unlucky Fridays in October. And on Friday, October 13, 1989, the S&P actually dropped 6.1%. To this day, it is still referred to as a mini crash. Yeah, but that's because they were just superstitious. Good things happen on this day too, though. It's also said the day Hollywood got its sign on Friday 13th. 1923, the United States got a brand new landmark as the famed Hollywood sign mm. was officially christened as a promotional tool for a new housing development. But before the sign took on its familiar image, it initially read Hollywood Land, mm -hmm. the full name of the development that was being built on the hills above L.A. The sign took on its current Hollywood look in 1949, when after two decades of disrepair, the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce decided to remove the last four letters, land, and maintain the first nine. So, as you drive by the Hollywood sign today, those of you in L.A., say happy birthday hey, to hey. the sign. Appropriately, it's this date that heavy metal was born. No way! This one isn't exactly scientific, but don't tell that to a metalhead. According to heavy metal lore, the genre of heavy metal was born Friday, February 13th, 1970, with the release of Black Sabbath's self-titled debut album. Bands like Steppenwolf had laid the foundation in the years before, uh, but the first dissonant Devil's Tritone chords of Black Sabbath, the opening track of the album Black Sabbath by the band Black Sabbath was the song Black Sabbath, these notes were the true birth of the dark, brooding, rocking subculture, Horns Up. So here now, it was this moment, Metalheads Worldwide Rejoice, this was the beginning of heavy metal. Ooh. Spooky.
Um, Did, were there no words? Yes, there are, but they took forever to get to it. Linda, it's the, it's the beginning of heavy metal. I know, but I kind of wanted to hear the words. All right. What is this that stands before me? All right, I'm good. Uh, first time we had Ozzy on the Mark and Brian program, I didn't know anything about him or metal or, or whatever. And he got in there and I was pissed at first because nobody warned me. I had never heard Ozzy talk. <laughs> so I, I'm sitting there and I'm watching this guy stammer. And, and in my mind, I'm thinking, oh my God, this pork is so fucked up. <laughs> he is just stoned or high. We've got to get him out of here. I found out later, oh no, he's that way. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, how about telling the fucking guy? I don't know who he is. All right. Five presidents were part of a club to improve the numbers reputation. Members would meet on the 13th of the month at 13 past the hour and sit 13 at a dining table. For some, this behavior was just begging for a hex, but these men didn't care. They sought to disprove the myth and along others and, and others along with it open umbrellas lined the dining hall and members would willingly break glass waiting for the so-called curse to befall wow. them five presidents would become honorary members of the 13 club chester arthur grover cleveland alexander benjamin harrison william mckinney and theodore roosevelt in fact cleveland would take part while in office and all it said that no man was struck down by any particular curious fate except perhaps mckinley who was assassinated despite having so blatantly tempted it mm. there can't be more than three friday the 13th in a given year uh, good news for many and it's possible to get as many as 14 months without having one well yeah because we learned that from you that when the first of the month is on a Sunday, you will have a 13th, Friday the 13th in that month. You are guaranteed yep. to have it. Yep. Don't forget that. And then lastly, Friday, April 13th, 2029. Oh. We will get a pretty spectacular look at a steroid. Sorry. <laughs> okay. <A> asteroid. <laughs> It is asteroid 99942, which is 320 meters wide and would be devastating if it hit us. Oh, well, duh. When the asteroid was first discovered in 2004, astronomers gave it a haunting 1 in 60 chance of colliding with Earth. But extra data has proven that it will miss us entirely. So Hopefully. go and enjoy. Your Friday, Friday the 13th. 13th. Yes, now I like it. Yeah, I guess people had never heard anything quite like that before. Well, I sure hadn't. All right, let's get to it. It's time for the chicken.
God, I gotta pee. Okay. On um, 9-8, Bill turned 60. Bill's from Buckhead City, Arizona. On 9-9, Amy F. turned 49 and Art turned 48. On 9-10, Rick Swartz turned 66, someone older than you. Thank God. And David Rando turned 44. On 9-12, Ingrid turned 52 and Stacy turned 40. And today, on 9-13, Craig is turning 53. On 9-16, Don is turning 51, Michelle 50, and John 55. 9-17, Rick K. is turning 66, too thank, older than you. Thank you. And on 9-19, Dina Arrow is turning 51. I wonder what would happen to you if you turned 66 on Friday the 13th. 6-6 six, six, devil. Friday 13 mm, evil. Three sixes. Six six. We'll six. just add one more. Six 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 is the double number. I know what it is. Wait, what you're saying is making no sense, old man. Okay. Are you ready for a birthday chicken? I am. And am I pausing it? <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Bill, Amy, Art, Rick, David, Ingrid, Stacy, Greg. Don, that was supposed to be Craig. Craig, Don, Michelle, John, Rick, and Dina. Happy birthday, everybody. That was a flawless birthday chicken. Oh, no. Let's just talk about you with the, the interview earlier, especially when you called and he hung up on you the first time. My favorite was that I don't know the names of any you of these politicians. You don't know how to pronounce them? It's just... Now, see, if I'd been on the radio, I'd take a bath for that. Well, I'm sure we're going to hear about that as well. And the difference is, I don't fucking care. You didn't care then? <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. What? Okay. Okay. Does it seem like M and L are a bit more angry with each other lately? Look at Taxi trying to stir up shit. Taxi, are we? I don't think so. Hmm. I mean, you're not on my nerves any more than usual. <laughs> oh. oh. Babe, uh. something just came off of the bill. Uh, a part of the bill just <laughs> I might better find out where that goes. Uh, everybody get, have yourself a grand Friday the 13th. Yes. We will check you back. Where do they follow you? At Lake Norman Linda. We'll see you next week. Bye, y'all.
sweet 